Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, just a heads up before we start. This episode contains some graphic descriptions of sexual violence and war. So please take care while listening. All right, here's the show. It's hard to forget the images and descriptions that surfaced in the wake of the October 7th Hamas terror attack on Israel. One that really stayed with me was a scene from the Nova Music Festival. You may remember this. After Hamas militants arrived on the festival grounds, a group of young partygoers had rushed into a nearby bomb shelter for safety. They were crammed in shoulder to shoulder in this tiny dark cement room when terrorists opened fire from the doorway and then tossed in grenades. This is bringing back a lot of painful and difficult memories. The last time I was here, six weeks ago, it was still full of human flesh and remains. And I'm looking inside. CNN's Nick Robertson went back to that shelter recently. Stuck with him too. I'm just looking at it. That night I was was really emotionally beaten by what I saw here. But there was more to the brutality that took place at the festival and elsewhere in Israel. Israeli authorities are now looking into reports of rape and sexual assault. President Joe Biden alluded to it at a fundraiser in Boston on Tuesday. He talked about Hamas terrorists inflicting pain and suffering on women and girls. Biden said it's on all of us to, quote, forcibly condemn the sexual violence of Hamas terrorists without equivocation. the sexual violence of Hamas terrorists. If this is the first time you're hearing about that aspect of October 7th, you're not alone. And advocates say the silence around this issue speaks volumes. The silence could really represent indifference, and it's something that could go beyond just impacting Israeli women, Mm. but women around the world. What kind of precedent would this set? Today, what we know about the accusations of sexual violence perpetrated by Hamas and how Israelis are going about their quest for justice. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Biana Goladriga is CNN's senior global affairs analyst. She's also the co-anchor of One World with Zane Asher and Biana Goladriga. And ever since October 7th, she's been interviewing experts and officials about the response to the Hamas terror attack and what comes next. I caught up with her here in New York on Tuesday. Biana, there's been a lot of discussion about the atrocities Hamas committed on October 7th. And, you know, a lot of it was incredibly well documented, even by Hamas itself. But there has been less discussion about accusations that Hamas committed rape and sexual violence against Israeli women. And in the spirit of full transparency, I put our show in this camp. This is the first time we've talked about this topic since the war began. But I do want to lay this out really clearly for people. What exactly do we know about the accusations of sexual assault? 
So it's been eight weeks since the horrific attacks perpetrated by Hamas on October 7th on uh, Israeli civilians. And you're right. uh, So much of it was well-documented. I would argue some of the most documented atrocities in recent history. Um, The terrorists were wearing GoPros and had cameras and filmed a a lot of their attacks and heinous acts and uh, at times even broadcast live through Facebook or Mm. other social media platforms for family members to see the horrors they were committing in real time. And early on in our reporting and obviously for Israelis, um, there had already been indications of the use of rape as a weapon of war. And experts in the field, women's rights experts and advocates, had been sounding the alarm. Sexual violence and rape was indeed used as a weapon of war by Hamas towards Israeli society and particularly towards targeting Israeli women and children and girls. One woman who I've spoken with and and become quite close with on this issue, uh, Ruth Halperin Kadari, a professor who had actually been vice chair of one of the missions at the UN, um, knows the council very well, sent emails and messages to her former colleagues on October 9th. So just Mm. two days later, before a a lot of the information was gathered through forensic evidence, through investigators, but just from what they knew at the time, she was already worried and concerned about what this meant and uh, what it was alluding to. Their response was was really devastating, was heartbreaking for me, because neither of them acknowledged or recognized the existence, the fact that sexual violence was part of the Hamas massacre, the Hamas October 7th attack. And these are bodies. And she was quite surprised that the response was real silence, like Mm. like nothing. And, And the sad reality is that when it comes to rape, most of these victims did not survive. And so when you don't have survivor's testimony, that delays the investigation, obviously. Uh, But in general, on the issue of rape and sexual violence, it it is just a known fact that it is is difficult to, to hear from these victims for understandable reasons. Despite not having surviving witnesses, we do have eyewitness survivor who witnessed a gang rape next to her. We do have a paramedic who spoke to a survivor who described that she was raped by four men. And we do have... And so slowly but surely, in addition to the forensic evidence and the descriptions of the bodies that were brought to the morgue and and the the brutal ways that, that they were attacked and beaten and... Um, the injuries they sustained all led to the conclusion that there was violent sexual abuse committed by Hamas. Then weeks go by, and yet there's still virtually, you know, very little reporting on this internationally. Right. But the, the most alarming part was that the, the organizations, the women's movements, the UN, uh, UN Women, all of these organizations whose founding charter was really to speak out and 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 prosecute. Like this is the stuff they do. Yes, this is this is in any war zone. And there was silence. CNN found witnesses to the atrocities and their aftermath. G, a paramedic in Israel's elite 669 Special Tactics Rescue Unit, went house to house in Kibbutz Be'eri, one of the sites of the worst massacres. He did not want to be identified on camera. And so it took I would say here at CNN, our colleague Jake Tapper's really intrepid, sharp, 
and thoughtful and painful reporting mm-hmm. to start putting and piecing this together. While we're storing through those houses, one of the doors uh, I open, it's a bedroom. You see two girls, two teenagers, uh, I guess 13 or 14 years old. One is lying on the floor, one is lying on the bed. One on the floor is just lying on her stomach. Her pants are pulled down towards her knees. And there's a, a bullet wound on her, the backside of her neck near her head. And there's a puddle of around her, her head. And there's remains of um, some semen on the lower part of her back. I had been really focusing on the story around the same time as well, just reading up on it and wanting to talk about it in in our programming. So following Jake's piece, I had wanted to speak to some of these experts myself, and I also wanted to obviously reach out to to some of these organizations and ask for a response from them and and ask where where they have been and, and justify their lack of outrage and and sharp condemnation. Is there a reason, though, Sarah, that you can't specifically call out Hamas and... And so we spoke, I spoke with one of the deputy directors at UN Women and asked her in a nine-minute interview, gave her ample opportunities to address why they hadn't spoken out specifically about Hamas, about all of the evidence that that had been um, accumulated at at that point. Because I think that's the crux of the issue here. Uh, It's not just condemning sexual violence against women and in any war in general. It's specifically what occurred on October 7th, perpetrated by Hamas. Indeed. UN Women always supports impartial, independent investigations into any serious allegations of gender-based or sexual violence. And within the UN family, these investigations are led by the Office of the High Commissioner of Human Rights. And just to provide a little bit of And instead, I got a clear um, statement that had been written in advance and, you know, much of a word salad. It is absolutely important for the rights, for the needs for the protection, for the dignity, uh, for the survivors of violence to be supported throughout a process. And that's why we work through these globally mandated mechanisms. That notwithstanding- And that exchange got a lot of pickup and I believe ultimately led to finally a statement from them, which was you know, the bare minimum that you would expect, which condemned the allegations that uh, Hamas was you know, using rape as a weapon of war. And I think the most critical part of all of this that Ruth Halpern Kadari told me is that the silence could really represent indifference. And it's something that could go beyond just impacting Israeli women, mm. but women around the world. What kind of precedent would this set? And second, you know, in terms of prosecuting these crimes and bringing some sort of justice to these poor women and men as well, we should note. More tug of war in just a bit. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. 
Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. I'm speaking with CNN's Biana Golodriga. We saw this big event at the UN put on by Israel this week, and Sheryl Sandberg was there. Can you just describe what investigators have said they've they've found and, and uncovered? Like, what are we actually talking about here? So this was an event held at the UN, but it wasn't something that was sponsored by the UN. This was the Israeli mission to the UN holding an event. Silence is complicity. And in the face of terror, we cannot be quiet. Where you had women's rights advocates from Sheryl Sandberg, as you said, Hillary Clinton, Israeli investigators, those that have seen firsthand some of this evidence. The corpse of a woman with her jeans rolled down to her knees, heads without bodies. Really document what they had witnessed, what they had seen. We found a woman's body dumped outside, without pants, without underpants, burn, barely any hair left on her. And the terror inflicted you know, upon these women by Hamas. Our team commanders saw several female soldiers who were shot in the crotch, intimate parts, vagina, or shot in the breast. This seemed to be a systematic genital mutilation of a group of victims. This is the kind of horrific evidence and, you know, sadly, the details that authorities and experts have been providing for weeks and just now getting the attention. When we said believe women, we meant all women. So if you ignore the very clear and obvious violation of just these innocent women and girls, or worst, when you twist propaganda to dare justify it, then you are politicizing their pain. You are denying their stories. You are stating that their rights are undeserving and that their suffering is unworthy of your protection, and you are complicit in emboldening their perpetrators who must be held to account. I mean, obviously, the accusations are just awful and and really upsetting to hear about. But, you know, what so many advocates have been saying is that even beyond the specific details, it's the the silence that cannot stand. Can you unpack that that feeling for me? Well, just imagine if you were the victim of an attack and no one talked about it, no one addressed it. I mean, that's you personally. And yet now we're talking about the worst attack on Israel, mass casualties since the country's inception. And the point of all of this was to torture. It wasn't just, we're going to kill Israelis. That's bad enough. Mm. It was torture. 
and to use rape, to use sexual violence as a form of torture and not have that as part of the narrative and not have the world in 2023, the civilized world, women's rights groups in New York City, some of the most progressive women in Congress, have to equivocate or quickly change the subject when asked about this is unacceptable and it hits a nerve because these are the women who are supposed to be advocates for all women around the world. This all happened October 7th. The war that then ensued afterwards was Israel's response to Gaza. One could talk about how they are conducting this war, whether they are conducting it right, whether they are conducting it fairly, the number, the thousands of of Palestinian casualties. One has nothing to do with the other. Mm. And even making that sort of equivocation, I think, is what is, is really driving a lot of these experts, a lot of Israelis, and, and women's rights advocates. It's not only frustrating, it's frightening. Because in what other scenario would you say, bad, condemn, but? And yet that's exactly what you're hearing. Well, Bianca, thanks for staying on this for us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Anna Sterla and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Dan DeZula is our technical director. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dianora, Lenny Steinhardt, James Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Friday with another update. Talk to you then. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.